He is our way maker. He really is. This morning, we're going to pray in a minute. This morning, I'm going to be preaching on atmosphere. I did this a long time ago, part of this message a long time ago. Churches are like open doors, so many different people. But you have a part of the amount of God and glory that's in this sanctuary right now. You do. You do. You can create the atmosphere or help create the atmosphere for the Spirit of God to move. I think too much we come into church with our ho-hum, you know, ho-hum, church. Soon it'll be done and we'll be taken off the cracker barrel or somewhere, but we want to hit the brakes about that this morning and remind you it's your job and mine. Create an atmosphere. Let God know we want Him here. We want, we're longing for your visit, Lord. We need it. We absolutely need it. If you showed up at my house and we had nothing for you and Ruth and I were sort of disinterested that you were there and it wouldn't take you long to figure out this is not a friendly atmosphere and you'd probably excuse yourself. See ya. So does God. So I want you to remember that we have people that are in dire needs of a move of God in their life. We have been trying to pray for people through streaming the summer to give some of our people a break. Uh, from watching children. Some of these requests have been overbearing. They're unbelievable. I know you can't see this, and that's all right, but here are names. Terrible situations. Terrible situations. And we've got to have the tremendous spirit and presence of God in this church that where we could take these before the Lord. Remember, I talk about every time we're climbing a mountain. It's not easy to climb mountains. And take these before Almighty God. God, would you move? Would you move today for these people, Lord? And I believe God can and will and wants to and loves them way more than you and I. Atmosphere. Father, we come to you now in the name of the Lord. And we do. We invite the Spirit of Almighty God into this place. God, the Holy Ghost, you are welcome to move amongst our church this morning. In fact, Lord, we don't want you to just visit. We want you to abide. We want you to stay, Lord. Jesus, that we're, it is rich with the presence of Almighty God. And at any given moment, Lord, people will rush to the altar to get right with God. Lord, people will have various ailments taken care of simply by the power of God. That your glory can be seen once again in the house of God, Lord. Your thick presence, the kabod, Lord Jesus, that would just cause us to shake in our boots, Lord. Lord, we ask it in the name of Almighty God that you would help us, teach us, and show us how to create an atmosphere where the Spirit of God is welcome, Lord. Lord, that tells us, don't grieve the Holy Ghost. <coughs> help us not to grieve the Spirit of Almighty God with attitudes or situations, Lord, or whatever might be bouncing around in our minds, Lord Jesus. Right now, for this next hour, Lord, let's concentrate upon Almighty God with all our hearts. Please, Lord, help us. Help us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Yes, atmosphere. 
Okay, atmosphere simply defined is simply a surrounding influence or environment. A surrounding influence, you can sense an atmosphere, surrounding influence or an environment. Now you and I live in two atmospheres at the same time. Uh, we do, you know where I'm going. We live in a physical atmosphere that we can see, smell, hear, touch, taste. But we tend to forget that there is another atmosphere. It's a spiritual atmosphere, which you and I are supposed to be experiencing right now, today, right now, in this place. If the Word of God is true, and it tells us that it is true, and every man's a liar, right? So it tells us that where we are gathered together, there's the Lord in the midst. So the Spirit of Almighty God is here. We cannot see it with our natural eye or experience it with the rest of our natural senses. That's not how you experience God, but it's very real. And it's vital that we understand this and more about it. You know, seriously, I know it's vacation time. You like to, you know, break from your rut and go see the ocean. Usually what we do out here in Ohio and stuff like that. But I believe God can be so real, so awesome, so thick and rich with the presence of Almighty God that you would be bummed to go to vacation and miss God, miss church. But we're not. See, we're not. We'll just like see you. We're going to Hilton Head. See you next Sunday. But man, if God would be what he's supposed to be to us, how we are supposed to be to him, you'd be like, I'm on vacation, but I ain't going anywhere. I'm staying right here. But that's not how we are. Now, here's another for atmosphere. Have you ever walked into a room right after two people having a knockout, drag out? You didn't hear it. You didn't witness it. But you just walk into the room and you go, ooh, what is going on in here? Atmosphere. It's real. So you can kill the atmosphere of God in the house of God with a bad attitude or whatever it is. Whatever you want to think about. The devil knows the power of the atmosphere. That's why when we even ask various people to have various parts sometimes, they tell us all the time, almost all the time, I had the most horrible week. Because the enemy is attempting to destroy their atmosphere. So that they don't climb up that mountain, get a hold of God, walk into this church full of the Spirit of God, and do what God wants them to do. So he tries to keep them out of the presence of God. Now you can grow bananas in Jamaica, right? You can't grow them in Alaska. Why? It's the atmosphere, the weather. It's too different. It's too weird. And so we know all this stuff about the atmosphere. Now listen to this. There's something about the atmosphere of a nightclub. Maybe some of you folks used to bounce around in these clubs. You certainly shouldn't anymore. The lights, the music, it's all set up for you. The dancing, the drinking. It's a perfect atmosphere for sin to abound. I mean, now we have what? Christmas in July. Why? They're creating an atmosphere. For what reason? To get your money. Oh, yeah, you walk in and you're singing all the jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. <laughs> Isn't it true? They get you with all that, even all the various lighting and how a car will spin on the thing. And they're creating it because they know it moves you. Well, what about the spiritual atmosphere? What about Almighty? What about all these poor, dear people? It's your job and my job. 
to do what we can, truly. The enemy knows if he can get us away from the atmosphere of Almighty God, we become dry and dull and most likely will sin and could care less about who's having a difficult time. I'm packing my bags. We're going to the ocean. Genesis 39.6 says this. Now, this is the New Living Translation. It says, So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. You know the story. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. But Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. Can you imagine the atmosphere that's going on with this lustful woman? She kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day, but he refused to sleep with her. He kept out of her way as much as possible, out of that atmosphere. One day, however, no one else was around when he went to do his work. She came, grabbed him by his coat, demanding, come on, sleep with me. Joseph tore away, but he left his coat in her hand as he ran from the house. Now listen, Joseph immediately changed that atmosphere that was surrounding him. Immediately. No more of this. And he ran. You and I need to start changing the atmosphere. Here. And I don't know how we do it, but we make the most precious holy thing very common. We do. It's like a tradition. What's the word say about tradition? Makes the word of God of what? No effect. No power. In fact, if you're stuck in that right now, you're not even being moved by what I started to say. You're just like, oh, here he goes again. There's another one. Yes, yeah, not too bad. We'll be getting out of here. But this can be an unbelievable place. This is what we must learn to do in the house of God. Isaiah 40, verse 3 says his, The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness. This is your job. Now listen. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. You, we want the coming of the Lord. We want the presence of Almighty God to increase in this place. So you, the people of God, start preparing the way of the Lord. They literally would take out boulders of the rock and smooth it over, put uh, dirt in the holes because this king was coming as they were preparing a route. And the Lord is comparing that that's what you and I should be doing for the presence of Almighty God. Yes, He's everywhere. But we're talking about more of the presence of God. God wants to turn it up. Amen. He does. The voice of Him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. The heck does... Some beach compared to the presence of God showing up unbelievably because the people are so hungry for God, God won't miss it. Seriously, that's exactly what it's talking about. The same is true with the Spirit of God, Holy Ghost. Atmosphere is everything. The atmosphere of holiness. Holiness. That's 
God tells us to be holy. The atmosphere of holiness, purity, praise, worship, prayer, love, unity attracts the Spirit of God. Attracts the Holy Ghost. That's why it's always trying to jangle the people because of the presence of God here. To get you all whatever. Just like the atmosphere of, uh, of lust and drunkenness and anger and hatred attracts the demonic spirits. Pornography, all that filth attracts. You open yourself up. You can do the same with the Holy Spirit. Same thing. Now look, I'm counting on you to grasp this and grasp it today, not next week or maybe next year. Grasp it today because at the end of the service, we're going to go to the mountain of Almighty God and we're going to take people before the Lord. We're going to call upon God. This is the house of God. Malachi 3.1, New Living Again, says this, Look, I am sending my messenger. He will prepare the way before me. Then the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to his temple. See, right now you should be preparing the way. Stopping the arguments, maybe with the wife getting them out of the way, being aggravated because your hot water tank don't work and you got to go home. Forget that. Start smoothing the way for the presence of God. God, I'm sorry about the attitude I had today. I'm sorry about not trusting you with my life. I'm sorry about being aggravated. So that the you start making this smooth highway for the presence. Is it not what it says? Yeah. I'm not giving you something weird. It says, look, I am sending my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you look for so eagerly is surely coming, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Goodness gracious. Today, with you and me. Psalms 22, 3 says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. He inhabits our praises. Now listen, maybe not our singing. There's a difference between singing and praising and worshiping. Amazing grace, how sweet. Singing. Inhabits the praises. That word inhabits means he, it's to cause him to sit. Thou son of David! And what did God do? He stopped. Don't you want God to stop this morning? Your praises and your worship and your adoration to God will cause him to come and sit amongst us. Or we can just have church like usual. God responds to this atmosphere as well. He does and He will. He loves an atmosphere of praise and worship. And sometimes we just, God just takes off in a song. And if you are worshiping, you can sense that in here. If you're not, you don't. One right beside you can be lost in the heavenlies and you're just sitting there going, Amazing. It's truth. Now, I gave you this a long time ago, but I want you to listen again. I call it the frost recipe. You remember that? The atmosphere. We're talking about atmosphere now. Now, listen to this. And remember, we're talking about the spiritual atmosphere. 
When weather conditions are just right, when the humidity is at a perfect percentage, and the inside and outside are at certain points, frost will appear on the window. Wintertime, you park your car outside, you give me a hearty amen. Happens all the time to you. Conditions have to be right. You're not doing that now. It has to be right. And we're talking about making the conditions right here. One of these poor folks we're going to pray for, I just got a text before I come up here, fell today, just fell again. Body's broken. Doesn't happen all the time, only when the specific conditions are met. Let me just read it. Have you ever looked closely at the frost that appears on a window on a cold winter day? The frost is composed of thousands of millions of ice crystals formed from the moisture that's in the air. It's already in the air. It's already there. The conditions aren't right right now for it to go But it could be for the presence of God, for you and I. Every crystal has a total unique design, and these designs interlock with each other to form what looks like manufactured snowflakes on the glass. Have you seen them? Sure you have. If you live in here, in Ohio, winter, sure you do. It says these beautiful forms have existed forever out in invisible space. They're there now. The presence of God is here now. His presence is in this place, in that spiritual realm with my natural senses and eyes can't see. But He's here. Waiting to see. goes on and says, these patterns are not exclusive to one land. It's not Ohio only. It's everywhere. They appear in all lands. They exist somewhere in the infinite treasuries of God and are instantly available anywhere conditions are aligned and met to bring them forth. That's you. That's your part. That's why one can sit in a servant and say, it's just what I needed. And the other one's unmoved. This one's meeting the conditions. God, I need you so bad. And this one's just ho-humming. American church person. If you're true, that's happened to all of us. So all these components for that frost recipe are already present at any given time. It's already present right now. You don't have to say, you know, if you come back in three weeks, God will be, it's already, it's already here today, right now. I think we just lose sight of it, lose track of it, forget about it. The atmosphere is not right. We, our own atmosphere, our own heart, I don't know what it is, but we do not get it. God doesn't need us to do anything. I understand that. But the Lord waits for his people to respond. He just does. I mean, you ever drive up to some drive through window and... The person is here, and you go drive away and go, Ruth, I'll look at Ruth, what a grouch. <laughs> or someone else is real pleasant and real nice. Genesis 28, 12 says this, 
And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on this ladder, going up and down on this ladder. Joseph's having this dream, or Jacob. And behold, it says, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. All of a sudden, God appears. Frost appears. As Jacob was all alone, he was in a tough spot. He was in a horrible spot. He was even fearing for his life, and he's crying out to God. He has this dream. All of a sudden, God appears. He met the atmospheric need, and bam, God shows up instantly. Could today. Some of you are probably, amen. Some of you are like, hmm. Suddenly, God seems to appear from nowhere. But isn't it true? In reality, he's always there. He's always here. But all of a sudden, God does something. He turns up his presence more that you and I that live in the physical atmosphere start to notice and sense. Man, this is awesome. What's going on? God steps in on the scene because you've met the requirements. People are hungry for God. And they cry out to God. Not go through some dumb religious experience. Stuff I was into before I was saved, they would tell me, say three of those and two of those. It's one. It's two. It's three. I'm done. It's religion. That's cold, dead, nothingless religion. The principles and laws governing his presence are constant. It's us who are not. It's you and I. Right now, today, and what I'm going is I'm hopefully while I'm preaching, you're starting to, you know, get back on track and start to say, yes, this is true. This is right. I believe it. And you start calling and asking God to move today. And we're going to bring these people. We're going to put on our mountain climbing boots, bring these people to the mountain of God and start taking them up to God together. We have to create an atmosphere for the presence of God to move. You and I. Only a temperature change, meeting certain conditions in the spirit realm, will suddenly allow the crystallized presence of God to show up. That's your job. Atmosphere is everything. <clears throat> Absolutely everything. Matthew 13, 53 says this, And it came to pass when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed thence. And when he was coming to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue insomuch that they were astonished. Can you imagine? The Lord comes in here. He starts teaching, and you and I are at the edge of our pews, just pumped with truth, astonished with how clear and the atmosphere Holiness. You're almost afraid to breathe with the presence of God. And when he was come into his country, he taught them in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence has this man this wisdom and these mighty? Who is this? this is unbelievable. No one stirring. Is not this the carpenter's son? 
Is not his mother called Mary? Is his brother James and Joseph, Simon and Judas, and his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence has this man all these things? And then they got offended. Changed the killed the atmosphere. They were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet's not without honor, except in his own country and his own house. Listen. And he did not mighty works because of their unbelief. Do you see your part? He could have. He could have. But he said, Yeah, they don't believe in me. What if you were in that crowd? Paralyzed, bad arm, can't see, some terminal illness. And God says, man, what I could have, what I would have done for you today. And he leaves. Nothing was done. Oh, we had church as usual. That was a pretty nice song. Hey, how you doing? Meet you for golf tomorrow? Okay. Man, don't you need a real move of God and a real stirring? Don't you hunger for that? Not just tradition. Blah, 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 blah. You got a part. Miracles happen when the atmosphere is right. They do. They do. Could there be a... Are we limiting the atmosphere right here at New Hope? Could be a lack of interest or a lack of understanding and we can kill the atmosphere <laughs> got a ball game oh man when people begin to respond to the presence of God he responds to people he really does it's scriptural is it not it's scriptural you should be the scripture should be bouncing in your head draw nigh to God and what He'll draw nigh to you. He will. You draw nigh. God said, I'm coming. Right? Remember the prodigal? Off and lost forever. The father would look and wait. And then one day he looked and there he was. Man, they ran towards each other. All that time wasted. Can't went by so fast and there they were. You draw nigh to God this morning. I'm going to give you opportunity to. Draw nigh to God and He will draw nigh to you. This is why some people receive healing or supernatural deliverances from addictions during a powerful worship service and others don't. Because the atmosphere is so charged with the presence of God, maybe in the heart of the person, but maybe not in the heart of the person beside Him. They're just like, Johnny's got a game. Yeah, well, these people's lives are ruined. Okay, I know it's a little early, but I want you to stand because we've got some stuff to do. Could you please stand? I'll give you another scripture. God, God inhabits the praises of his people, not singing. He inhabits worship. People who open their hearts to God. 
And that's what we're going to do. This is the mountain of God. This is the foot of the mountain. And that's where I'm asking you to be here in a little bit. Whosoever will. I'm asking you to come down to the foot of the mountain of God. And then I'm going to ask you to start worshiping God. We'll put some music on the screens with words. Even if you don't know them, you should. I picked old songs you should know that will cause you and stir you to worship. I told the guys back there, kill the lights. And we're going to start worshiping. And as we start to worship, we're going to lift these people to the Lord. Certain folks, certain people that need a touch from Almighty God, bad, bad. My heart breaks when I visit them. A man weeps because he cannot take care of his wife because his body has failed him. Isaiah 61.3 says this, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, of oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You coming and praising and worshiping God can lift the spirit of heaviness off of you, off of me, off this church, off these people. Some of these I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Horrendous. I tell you the truth. Sometimes I get these and I just can't read them right away. It's like, God, I'm just... And then I got to go back to them and say... And then I do. I do pray for them. I don't know who Audra Rogers is. She was killed in a drunk driving accident while she was pregnant and had four little boys in the car with her. The last I knew were in ICU. I don't know who she is. But she's got to have a touch of God. There's got to be somebody who gets this and understands. Let's call upon God and bring this person to God and see what God does. We can't do anything. But see what God does. That's what we're going to do this morning. The spirit of heaviness means a dim, dull, it's colorless, it means to be dark, be faint. Man, if that's what your life's been like, then you've got to have that spirit of heaviness lifted. That's why we have some songs first. Whether there's words or not, I'm not sure, but you'll know them. That's why we have some songs so you can start worshiping God and the presence of God starts coming down. Somewhere in these songs, we'll start praying for these people. You keep worshiping, they keep praying, and we'll see what God does. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come to the altar. Come to the mountain of God, please, while we get ready.